When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Stats and Cone here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. He is Grant Cone. Grant, it's Wednesday. It's week 18, and the 49ers are going into this week with absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah, it's too bad. As a content creator, I was hoping there'd be something at stake, like dramatic tension. As an English major, I like drama and tension, and there's not much of that. We were talking about, like, should they rest players, rest versus rust, really, like, Russ, that's a sign. That's what is that? Chemistry. I hate chemistry. Not good at it. So I thought of a, a topic today. We, we're going to compare sort of some greats on the Niners and sort of do the kind of stuff you would do in the off season because we got some time to kill. It's, it's, think of this as like a, a long road trip to LA. We got six hours to kill, but we're going to pack it into one hour. It's a weird. It's almost like an extra buy week. It's a very weird situation. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to something I think everyone's forgetting about the 49ers that I think should scare the hell out of the rest of the NFL. Um, I'm, I really want to get to that historical comparison too. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody about our new YouTube channel partners, Community Tree Service LLC. We're very excited to have them as friends of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting choked up about it. <laughs> they do everything. Tree trimming, land clearing, hazard tree removal, home fire hardening, debris removal from the Central Coast up to the Bay Area. What is happening with my voice right now? Uh, estimates are free. Call 831-763-2391. You can email them at estimating at cts831.com or visit their website, communitytree.com, to schedule an appointment. Mentioned, m- mentioned that you're a Niners fan. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> you community tree's not going to like that. Sorry. No, I know. I'm doing a terrible job with this read. Sorry, community tree service. If you mention you're a Niner fan, you get $200 off. Uh, if you're a Seahawks fan or a Cowboy fan or an Eagles fan, they'll charge you $200 more. So don't mention that. Community Tree Service is a licensed is licensed by the California State License Board. License number 1100816. All right, great. You need to talk so I could not die. Ooh, hey, let him compose himself for a second. Community Tree, I've heard great things. Community Tree Service, LLC. Wow, they do a great job. I would recommend them. They're mostly based out of Connecticut, though. So if you don't live in Connecticut... <laughs> They're based in California. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm based out of Connecticut. Sorry, community tree service. I I'm, I ruined it. Yeah. From the central coast uh, up to the Bay Area, they'll take oh, care of yourself. 831. Okay. I should have known that. I think I'm back now. I don't know what All right. happened. I was like Steve Carell eating the tiramisu in the office. Uh, but nonetheless, we're back. Let's start with my big thing that I'm super proud of myself for uh, as we roll into this meaningless week 18. Because I think it's worth mentioning. You'll probably dispute it, but I think it'll make for a good discussion. The 49ers were at the biggest rest disparity of anybody in the league this season. Minus 20 days of true. I remember that. They have 11 wins this year by double digits. So they were at the biggest rest disparity. And they have 11 wins of double digits, which I believe is the most for any 49ers team ever in a single season. Now they're going to go into week 18 with nothing to play for. They're going to get the first week off of the playoffs. I think this team is way better than people think, especially coming off that Ravens game. They're like, oh, I don't know. They look mortal, whatever. I think that they're going to be so rested that they are way better than people think, and they are about to go on a playoff run. Then they are just going to boat race the NFC. I would think so. I'm with you on that. I don't really want to disagree with that. Uh, This team's really good. They're going to get the rest they need. They're an older team. And what we've seen when they have a bye week, they have a great game plan. They're healthy. They're rested. They win. They, they go on winning streaks after bye weeks. So, yeah, everything's set up for them. If they face the Rams, it'll be interesting because the Rams are the one team in the NFC that you could argue has an elite quarterback or, or, or a quarterback who's better than Purdy. Um, but still, they don't have a good defense, and their offense isn't exactly explosive, although it's balanced and good. So, yeah, the Niners should make it through the NFC. It seems like there are some really good teams in the AFC as well. And whoever makes it out of the AFC probably will have a lot of rest as well. So I think if the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be an all-time great game. But we're looking way far ahead. But, I mean, just the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be a part of it is nice. Well, yes, that goes without saying. But you're right. Like, if the Niners make the Super Bowl, they'll have two bye weeks in three weeks like yeah. that's insane for a team that thrives on rest you're gonna have to beat a rested 49ers a more rested 49ers team than they have been all year long keep in mind there were two games this year where the Niners had the rest advantage one was the Cardinals early in the season one was the Eagles game and the Niners outscored the those two teams 77 to 35 in those games and they only allowed an average of 17 and a half points per game so when they are rested or they have a rest advantage they are even better than they normally look. And I think that people are kind of sleeping on that. We just, it's one of those things that gets lost during the year. Well, we're talking at this point, are the Niners going to be too rested? That's essentially the conversation, right? Yeah. Are they going to be too rested? Are they going to be so rested? They'll be rusty. I mean, that's exactly where they are. That's where you want to be where you can control that. Okay. We'll have an extra practice this week. Okay. We'll play our guys for 10 plays. Hey, are okay. Now they broke a sweat. They're good. They won't be rusty. 
So things like that. I mean, they're, the Niners are exactly where they want to be. I'm ready for the Grant Cohn. Kyle Shanahan played this guy too long next week. Kyle doesn't know what he's doing. Kyle let him off the hook. It's too much rest. Now they're rusty. I'm ready for all that. That's Wait, what, they are. Uh, what about when I posit that the Kyle Shanahan is trying to start a playoff quarterback controversy with how he calls the game for Sam Darnold? I mean, <laughs> you, you should have seen that coming. You know I'm going to do that. Can but you? The problem is Sam Darnold is going to be Sam Darnold, and it's not really much Kyle can do about that. Don't want to see him this way. Keenan Grimm uh, Gims says, I definitely think that the rest will have the Niners ready. Uh, Matt McCune says, stats, I like you, but Crabtree was a bust. Sorry. Yeah, we can, we'll get to that uh, wide receiver conversation in a minute. But you know what's going to happen with Sam Darnold this week, right? He's going to make a couple throws and people are going to be like, oh my God, look at Sam Darnold. I would love to see Sam Darnold in this offense, which is such a crazy take to me because... This offense has reached a level that no other offense in the NFL in the history of pro football can say they ever reached because they're the first team with four players with at least a thousand yards from scrimmage in a single season ever. No one else ever has done that. Nobody with Peyton Manning, nobody with Tom Brady, nobody with Patrick Mahomes, any quarterback you want to pick. But they did it with Kyle Shanahan and they did it with Brock Purdy. It's incredible because it's not certain that any one of those weapons is a hall of famer like christian mccaffrey maybe depending on what he does the rest of his career debo i don't know kittle maybe because he's a tight end or i you guys a long way to go but collectively that four might be is as good as any quartet you could name in the history of the league i I mean it's up there maybe i don't want to get ahead of myself but it's as good as some of the quartets and that the niners had in the 80s it's as good as what I mean. What the the greatest show on turf had Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, and Oz Hakeem and Marshall Falk. I mean, they didn't have a fourth guy like the Niners. Who's the Niners' fourth guy? Who is it? Probably Kittle, the guy Kittle. You, who we said might be in the Hall of Fame. Which is yeah, it's incredible. I mean, teams don't have tight ends like that and running backs who can who are uh, dual threats. It's really, really remarkable. And I, I don't want to like take away from Brock Purdy, but this is why people, there's such a debate about how good is Brock Purdy exactly because he has the best supporting cat, not just those weapons, but the best left tackle and a top two or three defense in the league. It's incredible. And he has that because he's so cheap, which is wonderful. And it's a quirk of the collective bargaining agreement. Um, but that's why there's such an endless debate about Brock Purdy. Oh, it's not a quirk. It's a feature of the collective bargaining agreement, not a bug. That's exactly how the owners right. wanted it. No, um, it's how the veterans want it. Well, yeah, that too. How the veterans want it, yeah. But it came back to Biden. I do agree that there's no question. Anybody that tells you Purdy is not benefiting from the cast around him is in, is just wrong. They're incorrect. Yeah. Like, he clearly is. But I also think he is, that that the cast around him benefits from him. And my argument for that is, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle have reached levels this year that they have never reached before. Yes. I guess technically if you go by the numbers, Kittle has, but he's scoring way more touchdowns than he ever has with Brock Purdy. And Brandon Ayuk has never had this many yards in a season. And he still has like what? I think he has less than 80 catches on the year. And he still has over 1,300 yards. So yes, Brock is definitely benefiting. But also those guys are benefiting from Brock. For sure. Uh, Ayuk's having the best season of his career. No coincidence is coming with Purdy throwing on the ball. Now, I will say this just sort of it really highlights how much better Purdy is than Jimmy Garoppolo 
before the year, I didn't quite get it. I was calling Purdy like diet Jimmy or cheap Jimmy. Like, no, 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 no. He's way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's like not even a top 30 quarterback in the NFL. Brock's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm reasonably certain. But it, it just makes me think, it's fun to think, what would Jordan Love look like on the Niners? Damn good. What would CJ Stroud look like on the Niners? Exceptional. And you could say that about probably 14, maybe 20 quarterbacks. And that just is a testament to how good the this quartet is. Well, that, I mean, people would look great. Can we safely say that though? Like maybe we're at the point considering that they are in this unprecedented territory that no other team has ever been in the history of the NFL. Maybe the team wouldn't look better with one of those guys in there. I mean, they literally I'm not they look better than with, than they look with Brock. I'm not saying better. I'm saying okay. they look great. Oh, they yeah. would look great with Jordan Love. They would look great with CJ. Stroud. I'm not comparing to Brock because that's it's not really fair. We don't know. I just feel like if you can put this kind of a team together, 20, 25 quarterback. The fact that Jimmy Garoppolo essentially was undefeated with this group says it all. The and real maybe question. should be trying to assemble these kind of rosters instead of just putting it all $50 million into the quarterback spot and hoping you can draft everything else. The real question is not banging on Jimmy Garoppolo. The real question is what would this offense have looked like if they had gone to Tom Brady after 2019? Can you imagine? They'd have a Super Bowl. Oh, yes. The terror out of that. That's the funny thing. What's that? They talked themselves out of that, man. I mean, the fact that they could win a Super Bowl this year with Brock Purdy, who was their last pick, the, the fact that they'd have that kind of good luck after talking themselves out of Tom Brady and then talking themselves into Trey Lance, I mean, it gives us all hope. Uh, we're going to get into our wide receiver debate in a second. I want to hit a couple of super chats before we do. Uh, Matt McCune says spectral Sam couldn't beat out sourdough Sam. I've seen that. You made that comment in a couple of different shows, Matt, and one of my shows earlier this week, you must be really proud of it. Cause you've said that exact thing multiple times. Uh, and then another one, elite weapons, elevate a quarterback and a quarterback elevates weapons. Yeah, no doubt. I feel no like doubt. The second part of that doesn't get mentioned though. It's always Brock is elevated by these guys. He's elevated by Kyle Shanahan which is true, but I think also we should mention the other part. And like this, this endless debate about these individual awards doesn't really capture what makes the Niners so good. It's not McCaffrey. It's not Purdy. It's the group. It's the fact that they have more of these great players than other teams. You mentioned, you know, the fact that maybe there's one or two Hall of Famers, maybe. Yeah. They're like the sum of, they're greater than the sum of their parts, which I think is other teams can't put together this much talent on the field at at the same time like other teams can't put out five eligible receivers that are as good as the Niners and think about what a defense would have to look like to really stop them and you could say well the Ravens did I would argue that the Ravens got a little lucky with some of their interceptions and the Niners still put up a ton of yards on the Raven you're gonna Brown did a pretty good job too but you really have to be great at every single spot in your secondary and and a linebacker you have to be great as great as the Niners are yeah and don't forget that Browns game Cleveland was coming off a bye the week before. Yeah. So they had an extra That's week there and they were more rested. Just, yeah. You know, it always goes back out. But you have to be like the best defense in the league. You have to have no weaknesses in your back seven. And you have to be able to manufacture a pass rush too. You have to have a great defense. Matt McEwen says, I say that joke again because it triggers certain folks. Why do why do people like to trigger certain people? That's trigger. All right. Let's get to a uh, debate that you wanted to okay. have. And I know uh has come up on some of the other shows you've done talking about Brandon Ayuk and the incredible season that he has had. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk 
now may, let me make sure I get the debate right. Tell people what the debate actually was so I get the terms correct. Well, let's make it simple. Who's better at maybe at, at 25, Terrell Owens or Brandon Ayuk? We know how Terrell Owens' career went. It went in some weird ways. He ended up being the Hall of Fame. He's like the third leading receiver of all time. But at 25, who's a better wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk or Terrell Owens? Um, I think it's interesting. Ryan G. Hensley, who I do a show with, put out a tweet yesterday that Ayuk is the Niners' best receiver since Owens, which I would agree with. And then I wanted to take it a step further, and I tweeted, uh, well, you know, Owens was a diva who would be mad after wins if he didn't get enough touches, targets, and Ayuk's a team guy. Just kind of left it at that, which I think is 100% factual. And I think, to me, I would rather... I think Ayuk's better. I mean, on the field, is close. Maybe you can make the argument for Owens. Maybe you can make the argument for Ayuk. We'll do it. But off the... I mean, not just off the field, but one guy's a team guy, one guy's a, a me guy. I think that's a big deal. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting discussion because no one's had it yet. And Ayuk has put himself in the conversation by having such a great year. So... Ayuk has 72 catches this year for over 1,300 yards, seven touchdowns, and he's leading the league with 18.3 yards per catch, which Remarkable. is Remarkable. Ridiculous. Yes. Terrell and Owens. It's not like he's playing with Joe Flacco or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes and it's vertical offense. He's playing with Brock Purdy, who is very good, but is not exactly known for arm strength. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he pushes the ball down the field, but give Ayuk credit. Give Ayuk credit. At age 25, for maybe people who might be too young to remember, Terrell Owens had 67 catches for 1,100 yards, just about 14 touchdowns, oh, yeah. and Monster. at 16.4 yards per catch. So he was Monster. already pretty damn good. Now, Steve Young was throwing him the ball. Yeah. There, but look at the catch percentage. He had 104 targets that year. Uh, Jerry Rice was also on that team. He had over 1,100 yards. Uh, and then JJC. See, that's the thing, too. Rice was the number one target. Ayuk's the number one target on this team, although it's it's kind of like they have four guys who could be the number one target. Yes, uh, but I think that Rice was getting the double teams. Rice yes. was the one. At that point, no question. The attention. At that point, yes. Um, and at that point, Owens was an all-time great number two receiver. T.O. like everyone wants to talk about Brandon Ayuk blocking and all that stuff. Yeah, T.O. did that stuff, too. I'm big a, physical dude. He played hard. Yeah, he went over the middle. He was he he was great. He he dropped more passes than Ayuk. He was not as good of a route runner as Ayuk. He caught way more touchdown passes, but he also had Steve Young. Uh, there wasn't Christian McCaffrey getting all those low red zone touches. Ayuk's really good in the red zone. I, I think he's excellent in in the end zone making catches. So I don't know, man. Just the fact that he I don't think it's that far off between him. And the fact that one guy is going to complain and one guy's not, or if he does, I don't know if Ayuk doesn't complain. I don't know. You could kind of see him like get frustrated when he doesn't get the ball, but he doesn't make a big thing about it publicly. Tio yeah. would go to post-game press conferences and, and like just run down Jeff Garcia at the post-game press conference. It was like, it was incredible. Teams, players don't do that anymore. Yeah, he used he, to do that. I remember that. Uh, Matthew says, when Ayuk catches 20 passes in a game, we'll talk. So it's hard for me to look back and judge T.O. and be like, well, you know, like you're saying just at age 25, it's hard for me to look back and take that right. because I remember just how great of a career. From 27 on when he just took over. So, But that's the thing with T.O. Like he had that 20 catch game and that was, that was supposed to be Jerry Rice's, that was Jerry Rice's last game. 
last home about Jerry, but it became about T.O. And then from then on, that was sort of his M.O. Like, I need as many. Give me the ball as I had 20 catches in a game. I can do this. And Ayuk hasn't become that kind of player yet. Maybe he will one day. But I, I think that was sort of to the detriment of his team. I think T.O. was better when he was younger. And there was Rice and Young to sort of keep his ego in check. When he was 27 and older, he got 150 targets a year. Great. But, man, I think he was toxic. Well, I mean, it's no question he definitely caused some problems in the locker room. Matt McCune says production versus distraction. I take Brandon Ayuk. Um, the production is similar. Especially the, this, the crazy thing about Ayuk this year is just how productive he has been. I remember in the beginning of the year, I talked about how if he was going to have the kind of year that was going to get him a big contract, he would really have to squeeze everything he could out of every catch because the Niners have so many people and he's not going to get 150 catches a year. Well, he has done that to an incredible degree. If he had even the minimum receptions of anybody ahead of him, he would have more than 500 more yards this season, which would put him ahead of where Tyreek Hill is right now. So that's how good and how productive Ayuk has been. What's remarkable about him too is like, he's the split end. He's on the line of scrimmage. He's averaging 18.3 yards per catch. You think of him as the deep threat. And a lot of times those guys don't catch a high percentage of their targets because they're catching the ball down the field. Ayuk caught has caught 71.3% of his targets this season. And he's averaging 18.3 yards per catch. Who is he? Like T.O. was a split end too and was a deep threat as well. And he caught, you know, typically 60%. He had seasons where he would catch 54%. Sometimes he had a good year, he caught 66%. He was, Ayuk's incredible. Ayuk doesn't get enough credit. Maybe it's because he doesn't catch all these touchdown passes. Seven's a, a good number. But we know how the Niners are. When they get inside the 10-yard line, it's all about getting Christian McCaffrey the MVP award for some reason. Well, I think it's also, he's one of the safer plays, right? You're not going to fall over. Fair. That's a good point. Sean O'Leary says, Rob, I know you said you don't want this to be banging on a Jimmy G show, but that scramble last week where Purdy got flushed out and hit Ayuk for a touchdown, no way, no way Jimmy G does anything but take a sack there. Absolutely. Oh, a thousand percent. My thing is Flav accused me of talking about Jimmy Garoppolo every show. I don't talk about Jimmy Garoppolo every show, but if you're asking me if Brock Purdy's better than Jimmy G, it's not even close. It's not even, they're not even in the same universe. And I think this year, especially if you didn't have Brock's mobility, he, he has really bailed that offensive line out this year. They, they would be in trouble without that. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a starting quarterback. I think we learned that this year. The Niners were propping him up. He was a backup in new England. He came to the Niners Kyle Shanahan did a darn good job with him, frankly, better than I gave him credit for. He went to the Raiders and was worse than Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> that's a story. Quickly worse than Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, that's a story. I mean, he was leading the league in picks. Like he was, he, we called him the arsonist here. He was way worse than that for the Raiders. He needed to stop. He was a backup quarterback. Right. In San Francisco, he was able to put out some of the fires yep. that he started with Vegas. He just let it burn, baby. <laughs> well put. Keith Foster says defensive player said Terrell Owens was a problem after he caught the ball. Dude, Terrell Owens was a great, 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 great player. And and if you take away all the intangible stuff, he might have been better than Ayuk, although Ayuk was a better route runner and caught a higher percentage of his passes. But the baggage that T.O. came with, I feel like you have to consider that because football is an emotional game and he's a leader of your team and he sets his own. But, I mean, the question is who was better at 25? T.O. didn't really have that baggage at that point. No, he didn't. He, he did not. Yes, he, he, he made that, that. That's the year he made the catch against the Packers. 
And that's, that's when he comes, I feel like. like is, has Ayuk had a moment like that? No. But that was T.O.'s growing up moment. That was it. That is, for my money, the single best call in the history of sports, any sport. The, the Joe Starkey, when Owens catches that ball against Green Bay in 98, and he goes, Owens, Owens, oh, it. he got it, he got it. I and think- Owens is crying, like just like, like ugly crying. <laughs> if you remember that game, he had dropped a, a bunch of passes in that oh, game. Yeah. And it was very much like, man, this, this young guy, he's just not ready for the moment. And he came through. It was huge. It's kind of hard, hard to remember him as that like, Oh, sucks. I'm so. I think he, he was talking. I'm so glad they believed in me. They could have went away. That yep. wasn't you know, three years from then, right? But oh my God, I love these guys. That was Terrell Owens. T.O. was born, I think. Uh, that's when it started to come out of that moment. But yeah, Joe Starkey says in the call, he hasn't held on to anything, including his fingers all day, but he makes the winning touchdown. It's yeah. a good call. That was T.O. That was T.O. He, he would do everything, but he would drop. He would drop some passes. He'd be like, man, you're the best player in, on the field. What's going on? Other times he would take over games in ways that I don't even know that Debo can. He would take over games. Remember when the Niners were down 20-something points in the third quarter in the playoff game against the Giants? He took over. He freaking took over. It was incredible. That is actually I, the closest comp for Debo for me is Terrell Owens. That's hmm. who he reminds me of. So hard to take down. Super yeah. hard to take down faster than you think and just incredible after the catch to could do the same thing debo does which was take a five-yard catch and take it to the house antonio says the biggest difference between this year's niners team and the 19 to 21 teams will be quarterback play in the playoffs since 2012 purdy's third of 38 quarterbacks and playoff epa per play while jimmy is 35th in completion percentage over expectation he's second out of 38 and jimmy is 38 jimmy was my comp for Ayuk has been for years has been tory holt who I think was, I mean, he didn't get as much shine as T.O. because he didn't call as much attention to himself, but he was almost, I mean, Torrey Holt, when he was 25, had 81 catches, 1,363 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's very similar to Brandon Ayuk's stat line. 16.8 yards per catch. You could argue that Ayuk's better than Torrey Holt, but he just had more of a pass first off. He had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know. Torrey right. Holt, that's my comment. also played in an offense that was full of stars, too, so it's he actually did. in comparison. Great I think yeah. Tori Holt was bigger than Ayuk. Tori Holt, I'm looking at him right now, six feet, 200 pounds. I think they're pretty similar, man. Seven-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. That's Ayuk. Uh, not a Hall of Famer, but a Hall of Famer of the All-2000 team. Interesting. And a champion. I didn't realize they were the same physically. Uh, let's see. He led the league in receiving yards twice. Tori Holt. Yeah, Tori Holt is a great player. Matthew great Sanders. Player. Ayuk makes this offense legitimate in a classic way. Gadget guys can be schemed away. Tight end yep. can be realized a legit pure wide receiver matchup is a headache it's a really I completely point. agree with that that's really okay. true yes that's a very good point because we have seen yeah. Debo kind of disappear at times without kyle specifically like handing the ball off or doing something special you're right i think with Ayuk, he does classically affect the offer that's the perfect way to put it matthew also like with all the other guys it's very much how kyle gets them in space watch how i create space for christian in the run and pass game watch how i create space for debo and kittle to catch the ball with no one around him turn up field and break a tackle with i it's just like what does kyle do for him he limits his targets uh, most of the time it's just like man watch how this dude beats one-on-one coverage watch i don't even have to do anything for this guy he bails me out when everything else gets overloaded Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before this season, I would have said there's an argument. Is Ayuk the best wide receiver the 49ers have had since Michael Crabtree? Because I think you, their careers were pretty similar before this year. But then this year, Ayuk has just taken off in a way that Crabtree never did. Bet, Crabtree's best year was 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns in, 12, in 2012, which yeah. is a nice year. But, I mean, he, that's the only year he ever went over 1,000 yards with the Niners. Yeah, so it's, it's not comparable anymore. Bam Bam he was not a downfield. He was slow compared to Ayuk. Yes. Uh, Bam Bam says, Ayuk being better than a top three wide receiver, all uh, top three all-time great and a Hall of Famer, T.O., seriously? Come on, man. Even at 25, absolutely not. Rules were different. The physicality of the game was See? different. There's a lot of people don't want to hear it, man, but you got to open your mind. You got to open your mind, Bam Bam. <laughs> I will say the rules were different. That is 100% true. T.O. had to worry about a hell of a lot more going over the middle than Brandon Ayuk has ever had to worry about. That true. is that's true, but it's not like Ayuk is exactly soft. Again, I would compare; they're different physically, but I compare him to Tory Holt, who had a lot of success in that era. Ayuk's extremely tough. He would be fine in the two thousands. Come on, he's not like he's two two at well. See, it was like you had to decide there. You're like, it's not like he's, and then you were like, who am I just going to throw? Who's the smallest wide receiver I can think of right on the spot? Two two at well. Dark Halo 2X says, have to keep perspective. 49ers IU versus 49ers T.O. Yeah, at 25, that was T.O.'s first 1,000-yard season ever. Now, granted, T.O. was a third-round draft pick, but he burst onto the scene. 14 touchdowns in 16 That's incredible, years. plus a rushing touchdown. He was great that year. Yeah, that's true. He was great. He was like a, almost like a tight end. He was almost like Shannon Sharp or something like that. He was so big. Daza says, what would B.A. have looked like on those Niner teams T.O. was on? That's a fair question. The two of them? With as Jerry a combination would be incredible. Yeah. With Jerry Rice, too? That'd be incredible, yeah. That'd be yeah. pretty damn good. I do think, how about this? How about this? Brandon Ayuk is the best route runner the 49ers have had since Jerry Rice. How about that? How about that? Pretty good. Because I don't uh, want to tear down T.O. anymore. He's a great player. Uh, how about Brandon Ayuk is the best route runner the Niners have had since freaking Jerry Rice? I believe that. I think Crabtree was a good route runner because he yeah. had because he wasn't fast. <laughs> he wouldn't get open if he wasn't a good route runner. Uh, I like this point too by Keenan. Ayuk can win on more routes though. He can get you on those deeper routes that that Crabtree couldn't even. He wouldn't even call for him. True. Yeah. Keenan says BA stays pretty healthy too. He has I mean, definitely been reliable. He just hasn't had those signature moments yet. But remember, at this point in T.O.'s career, he hadn't has his, had his signature moment yet either. Maybe Ayuk's is coming in the next few weeks. Just like Owens did. Owens yeah. had a signature moment in that playoff game against Green Bay. He I mean, was- frankly, if they're down, like the, the Niners were against the Packers in that game, and Purdy has to make a play, where's he going? 
Oh, he's going to IU. Exactly. So yeah, this could happen in a few weeks. Not that they're going to be down or anything. And I, th- I really think that Brock has gone to IU in those moments, particularly without Jawan Jennings. Like when he needs a tough third down throw, it's going to 11. You know why? Because Purdy isn't stupid. That's why. Because I love Purdy's really cool. I like Purdy a lot. If you ask him about his any of his teammates, he will give you a very long like college essay on why that dude is super good. And his essay, his verbal essay on Brandon Ayuk was just touching. It was honest. It was from the heart. Brock at the podium is awesome. He and maybe this will change. He has not gotten to the point where he gives you like the boring boilerplate cliche answer. Like his talk him talking about his performance against the Ravens and after that game and everything like I was like this is awesome like please take me inside your brain even more he was open and honest and it it was fantastic he wants to do the best he can now at 24 and he hasn't gotten his second contract yet he's a little too earnest for my liking and I try to knock him off a little bit and get him to smile because he's very serious, you know? And I think in three or four years when he's gotten that second contract and he's 27 or something, he'll 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 relax. But right now he's so serious and earnest. It's like, man, come on. Can we talk about your hat for a second? Can we just chill? But yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I do like him a lot. And I've never really liked a Niners quarterback. They've always been little mini celebrities that I don't think they deserve to be. There are certain teams where the quarterback is like has more celebrity than other teams. For example, yeah. Niners are absolutely one because of the quarterback history they Correct. have had. You've yeah. got more celebrity than a Bears quarterback or a Lions sure. quarterback. It's different. Sure. There is a quarterback legacy in San Francisco. Oh. He's the next Joe. And Brock, Brock's getting that right now. But at the same time, he it hasn't outwardly gone to his head you can't really tell maybe in quarterback meetings he's insufferable and arrogant i have no idea i would hate to think that he is but the way he presents himself to the world is the same guy who was the seventh round pick who's fighting to get that second contract and prove himself he's all shucks at the podium but then on the field he's bleep you i'm the man i'm gonna kick your ass i love it i love his personality on the field I mean, yeah, he didn't have that personality against the uh, the Ravens, though. That was just that was an aberration for him. Well, and then Kyle said that he's a little too hard on himself, which is interesting because that Jimmy wasn't. Jimmy wasn't exactly hard on himself, and people like that about Jimmy. Like, hey, you know, he brushes stuff off. But I asked Kyle, like, well, you know, how do you coach a, a quarterback who might be a little too hard on himself? And Kyle didn't really get what I was going, what I was getting at. He just said, I love it. You know, this is the kind of guy I like. It's better than having a guy who, who isn't hard on himself. But I was thinking like, man, like how do you switch up your method? Because you're hard on quarterbacks. I didn't say it, but it's like, dude, you're tough on quarterbacks. He's tough on himself. This might be a guy who would really benefit from you of all people going over to him in the second quarter, putting your arm around him and be like, dude, we got this. Flush this. I believe in you. Instead of being like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think I think it kind of was a surveilled shot at Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, hey, I like having Brock a hell of a lot better than I like uh-huh. the guy that but was. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Um, but I think Kyle has to pick and choose those moments because you're right. If Kyle went over and put his arm around him and said, hey, man, don't worry you about got it. This. Yeah, you're my guy. Huge effect. Right? Brock would be like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
deep breath. Okay, here we go. And it's like, oh, I played bad for three quarters. Don't doesn't matter. Kyle believes in me. I'm freaking Brock Purdy. Let's get this comeback win. But he hasn't had those moments in his career. And when he has fallen behind, he started to press a little bit. And he gets, I mean, he doesn't have experience. He doesn't have the reps. And he does have a very um, I don't want to say anal, but I did coach. I'm sorry. He's got a very uptight, uptight coach who kind of presses in big moments too. So that, someone needs to woosah those two guys and start rubbing on their earlobes. We just got to get them rubbing on their earlobes. Calm down. Uh, Sorry, I don't know where I, why I went there, but I like Bad Boys too. It's, it's been about, it's a good uh, movie. I, I think that it was really good for Brock to have the type of game he had against the Ravens now, because I think if that situation comes up again, I think he'll deal with it better. By his own words, he said he'll deal with it better. I wish they would have won that game. You know, he could, st- he could have still won that you game. You say you'll deal with it better, but it's, it's just a, you know what? It's just, it's an intense level of pressure. And he probably doesn't feel it very often and it's hard, but now he's felt it. He, it's, it's probably going to be tough to feel more pressure than Christmas against the Ravens with the MVP on the line. That's a lot. But Super Bowl is going to be a lot too, man. So it's a good. I mean, the, the pressure is going to ratchet up, but he also has some playoff games under his belt already too, which is also good. So he's not totally unfamiliar with it. Hold on. Let's, let's not count the Seahawks game. That, that team was nine to nine last year. That wasn't a playoff game. That was a seven seed. If you play a seven seed, I think they should not call that a playoff game. That's something else. I just made that rule up right now. Not a playoff game. But the the, the win he had over the Cowboys, that was legit for sure. Seahawks though. Oh, the Seahawks are trash. Daza says, was T.O. the blocker that B.A. is? Yes, he absolutely. Yeah, Go absolutely. watch Harrison Hurst's 100-yard touchdown run in overtime against the Jets. T.O. is 85 yards down the field blocking for Garrison. He's a great player. I have a hot take. T.O. was better than Randy Moss. Yes. He's the second best receiver of all time. I have, I have argued with this by he's far. He's no Corey Holt, but yeah, he's really great. T.O. The thing with Randy Moss is Randy Moss didn't block. Randy Moss didn't run like a route tree. Mm-hmm. He ran goes, posts. That's it. Comebacks. Cur- oh, curls. He didn't run over the middle. He, he, and he played what he wanted to play. He didn't run on the backside of Rouse. Randy Moss was super overrated. T.O. is the second best receiver of all time. I believe that in my bones. Uh, Abu Marco says, T.O. never took a playoff and almost always and almost beat the Patriots on one leg with Philadelphia. Randy Moss was known to tune out games. T.O.'s effort is legendary. I'm no doubt. No doubt. I'm with that. I agree. Rather have T.O. than Randy Moss. No question. Juan Torres says, what about Anquan Bolden? That guy was pretty good. Great player. Yes, Great he player. Was. He wasn't better than T.O. though. Like a four seven, he essentially was a tight end in your in like your route combinations. But he didn't have to be open. The cool thing about Bolden, from the moment he got in the league when he was dominant the first day, he'd be covered and he's like two thirty and he would just he just be like a he would look like a power forward boxing out a shooting guard. And he's like, you can't get this rebound. I got you can't catch the ball. He was amazing, Anquan Bolden. I have flashed the Niners in the Super Bowl too. Worked him. Well, I'm having PTSD this year because the Ravens are really good again. And Joe Flacco has become a thing again, too. If the Niners have to face one of those teams in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a rough two weeks leading up to that game. I got another thing, a discussion I like this time of year with a quarterback such as Joe Flacco, who's going for his second Lombardi trophy. I think a rule should be any quarterback who wins two Super Bowls should automatically be admitted into Canton. Two. Do you know the only two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback that is not in the Hall of Fame? Jim Plunkett. Yep. 
That's I think it. he should be in. He's not. That wasn't a fluke if you do it twice. And no, maybe his regular season numbers weren't as efficient as others, but like, who cares? The goal is to win the Super Bowl. He did it twice. He's also rookie of the year. Come on. People are such prudes. Put him in the damn Hall of Fame. And I think Eli should be in there too for the same reason. And if Joe pulls this off, it's legendary. It's freaking, le- I don't know if he will. It's freaking legendary though. I see. I wouldn't put Eli in the Hall of Fame, which hmm. I know everyone gets mad at me. I absolutely wouldn't, but I, I have a Some high. People bar. look at the regular season stats more. Some people look at, you know, the final accomplishment more. I understand. Matthew Sanders says Brock looks specifically for Brandon Ayuk when he's flushed out of the pocket. I think that too, because Ayuk is the best guy at getting separation. Yeah, so he's the best guy on the scramble drill. Also, you throw the ball to Debo on that, he may not come down with it. And he tried throwing it to Kittle a couple weeks ago, got picked off. And McCaffrey's not going to be down the field. Right. So that's the thing about McCaffrey, great receiver, but he's catching the ball at the line of scrimmage. I was catching the ball 15 yards past the line of scrimmage. Most of the time, McCaffrey's not going to be down the field. Sometimes yeah, there's a few wheel routes that he's yeah, uh, nice. Ewan says, Ayuk is definitely Brock's security blanket. Uh, blanket. I think we agree. He's number one option. He's not just a security blanket. He's a great player. Josh Wyatt, YouTube channel member, which, by the way, shout out to all the YouTube channel members. We appreciate you. If you want to be a member of my channel, uh, please do. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. Uh, so please hook us up. We would appreciate it. Uh, Josh Wyatt says three words, red zone threat. Who's scared of BA? B, uh, this is what I think has happened with Brandon Ayuk. Last year, he was their number one red zone threat. Almost all of his touchdowns came in the red zone last year. And this year, everybody was like, oh, no, we got to cover 11 in the red zone, which is why we've seen Kittle and Debo and McCaffrey and other guys have success there because Ayuk's getting all the attention. Yeah, it's not like they go to Ayuk and he, and he doesn't deliver. When they go to him in the red zone, he delivers. Owens was all-time great in the red zone for sure, but I think everyone's scared of Brandon Ayuk in every area of the field. Hot take, Brandon Ayuk's a top-five wide receiver in the league, and he's utterly complete in his game. He's not a super yak threat, but he's he can get you like that too. Justin Jefferson is looked at as the best wide receiver in the league. I think the gap between Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk is not nearly as big as most people would think. In fact, I think it's probably pretty small. If you took Justin Jefferson off that team and put in Brandon Ayuk and said, run all the same routes and get the same amount of targets, he would put up darn near the same numbers. What was really encouraging to me with Ayuk too last week on that big play, I think it was 38 yards, the one where Brock just absolutely nails the throw. I've seen Ayuk drop that a couple of times. There mm. are plays in the past with Ayuk where, especially with Jimmy, and we really felt this with Jimmy because he wouldn't make a lot of those downfield throws. It would be like, okay, this is our one chance. Sometimes Brandon Ayuk wouldn't come up with those, but way more often than not this year, he has made those catches and he made one last week and it was phenomenal. The, the catch on that play is not talked about enough too. It was a hell of a catch. Ayuk's been in the league four years and he has sort of developed a reputation as like dropping the big one or, or not coming because he doesn't have that many signature moments and you can't remember some drops. But this season, which has been by far his best, according to pro football reference, his two drops. Two. Wow. So I think that's important to point out that maybe that's a little bit of a past perception that doesn't necessarily apply anymore. It seems like he is just a complete elite receiver with no holes in his game at this point. And he's still getting better. And it's going to be interesting to see what he's like, 26 and 27. And yeah, I think the Niners should probably keep him around. So they picked up his fifth-year option next year. Do you think they're going to work out a contract with him in the offseason or do you think they're going to say play on your option? 
they generally make them play out their option, right? Like yeah. Bose had to play out his option. I think they'll probably make him play out because they they're such an expensive team anyway. This is a top heavy team anyway. I think he'll probably have to play it out. Unless I don't think he would demand a trade. I think he wants to be here. So what? He's gonna make a lot of money next year. Then he'll get an extension. That's why I feel like really the Niners Super Bowl window is this year and next year. Not that they're gonna fall off after that, but this is the prime where Ayuk's still relatively affordable. Brock Purdy is play, playing for free. He's gonna get paid after next year. Team's gonna be different. You know, in, in two years, Kid will be gone, Ustrike will be gone, Armstead, Hargrave, and more. So these two years, now they, they could go back to back, Rob. But that, and that's how they should approach it. Like this is a beautiful prime time. Don't take anything for granted. And also, like, look at the Eagles. Perfect example. I mean, Jalen Hurts played as good as you could play in a Super Bowl, pretty much, and didn't win it, right? They had an incredible team last year. Mm -hmm. And I th I'm sure every Eagles fan was like, hey, we're going to be right in the mix next uh -huh. year. And, all that. and they're in the playoffs, and I want to be fair to them. But, like, they're miserable. That team is miserable right now. They're crumbling. You speak. It doesn't always just magically happen again. That's why you have to take advantage when you are there. That's why the Niners have to win this this year. We saw in 2020, right? We thought that was going to be the Niners. They were going to come back. Guess what? They didn't even make the playoffs. They were awful. They got hit by injuries. Your circumstance did not align to right. help get back here. This is your chance right now, and there's no excuses left. You're healthy. You've got the buy two weeks of a buy, essentially. you got to win it. There's no excuse left this year for you. I mean, you're a fan of the team. I'm not. Don't, I mean, tell me you, your heart didn't skip a beat when you saw the trainers taping up Christian McCaffrey's thigh. I mean, calf. that was terrifying, right? And you found out the good news. It was okay, but that's football. You're always one moment away for, like that from having everything change. And so far, the Niners have essentially sidestepped all of that this year for a very long time. We don't know what's really going on with Eric Armstead, but they probably could win a Super Bowl without him if it came down to it, frankly, as good as he is. Yes. So they're okay for now. And I mean, they lost Talanoa Hufanga for the year, right? That was a starter. It was a, but it was a long-term injury. Now, luckily, Jair Brown has looked good, although now he's banged up. Um, Trent Williams got hurt, like he has pretty much every year of his career for the last four or five years. They're able to manage that, but they haven't had. They've had most of their offense most of the year, which is not something you've been able to say usually. And we see the results. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, this is the year. This got to be the year. There's a lot of pressure on all of them to come through because if they lose at any point, if, I mean, if they lose in the Super Bowl, I guess it would be understandable. There's some good teams in the AFC, but they lose in the NFC playoffs. Someone's going to get scapegoated for that. There is just such high expectations in here. It must be tough. I asked Kyle Shanahan a couple, like this week, or maybe it was last week, last week. You know, there's a lot of high stakes football coming up. Is this time of year fun for you? And he was like, it's a grind. Like he answer was answer was no, not really. Like this is what we live for, but there must be just so much pressure. And he he wants to be a Hall of Famer. He wants to be looked at as the greatest, and a lot of stake for him this year for his we legacy. With Kyle, he wears the losses, man. There's that picture of him in the locker room. I forget. It might have been 2020. I forget what year it was, where he's leaning up against like that that equipment cart, and he has this faraway look in his eye, like. <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. He wears it. So I'm sure he, everything that we're saying, I'm sure he thinks about that every night when his head hits the pillow. I'm, I'm 
I would bet the mortgage on it that he thinks the same thing. Like if I can't win it this year, I don't know if I'll ever win it. Well, I think the he's had three NFC championship runs. And each time he could sort of play the the card that he was exceeding expectations. 2019, no one thought he'd go 13 and three. That team was ahead of schedule and young. And then two years ago, like they had drafted Trey Lance. They were supposed to be transitioning away from Jimmy Garoppolo. And yet they find a way back to the NFC championship game with Jimmy and lose, but still Jimmy gets scapegoated and Kyle's the genius. And again, last year they do it with Brock Purdy off the bench, starting week 13. Again, Kyle looks looked at as the genius this year. It's like, dude, you got the best supporting cast, the first team to ever have four guys with a thousand yards and the quarterback was in the MVP conversation. And like you have no excuses. If you lose in the NFC Championship game, you can't point to anything other than yourself. And we don't expect them to lose in the NFC Championship. We don't. But that's what must be at stake. He knows what's at stake for him. It must be a lot of pressure, but he's built for it, I think. But doesn't the year that the Niners have had offensively with the four guys with a thousand yards from scrimmage, doesn't that back up? The idea that Kyle Shanahan is a genius? True. To who much is given, much is expected. Oh, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. For sure. I'm just saying he knows his legacy is at stake in the playoffs. And if he loses in the first round, God forbid, that's what people are going to remember about this season. It, it'll even make his accomplishments seem like, oh, geez, you had all that and you couldn't get it and you lost in the first round, huh? He ain't losing in the first round. He's not losing in the first round, no. Uh, Daza says, imagine Brandon Ayuk on the Chiefs. If I was Kansas City, I would try to put together some sort of a crazy offer because he would be filthy in that. Uh, Mahomes would just throw to him every freaking play. Him and Kelsey, they would destroy people. So I actually don't want to imagine that because that's terrifying. And oh, by would, the way, go ahead. Niners play the Chiefs next year. Yeah, I would kind of compare it to like in basketball where a player like James Harden is young. He's on a team with a lot of players taking up a lot of shots and he's kind of coming off the bench. And a team such as the Rockets sees them being underutilized, brings them to their team and says, we're just going to give you as many shots as you want. And this will work out. A, a team could do that without you. You know, hey, you have to share all these snaps with these players. Come come to Buffalo. Get 180 targets a year. That That's what cool. I mean. Imagine. But he, he'll probably stay with the Niners. They seem to value him even though they don't pass that much. That would be... Good for, for a team that doesn't pass for a team that ranks 32nd in passing in the NFL, they're going to be spending a whole lot of money on receivers. That is true. Fluffy Ninja says, Hello, Woody. Wet Blanket is the man that refers to my co host, Levin Black, on Thursdays. I wore a plaid shirt, a plaid shirt on the show one time, and he claims I look like Woody from Toy Story. So that's that's where that comes from. That's the reference there. Before we go, I did want to mention, since I quickly brought it up, the Niners 2024 opponents. And I know. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. It's fine um, by me. But, you know, I think it's worth talking about the home games, of course, the division games. Then it's Chicago, Detroit, the Jets, Patriots, Chiefs, and the winner of the NFC East. And the road games, I think, are really tough next year. You got to go to Lambeau Field, which I don't want to do that in December. So hopefully that's not late in the year. To Minnesota, where they lost this year. To Miami, which could be tough, especially if it's early in the year when it's hot as hell there. To Buffalo, another place you don't want to go late in the year. And then the winner of the NFC South, who cares? But it's it's going to be a tough schedule for the Niners next year. Again, which points to why they have to win it this year. You're going really way too fast. When I look at these type of things, you think about it from the 49ers perspective. I think about it from my perspective. I'd like yeah. to get back on the road next year. I intend to get back on the road next year. And I'm looking at 
my potential road trips. Green Bay. No, no good. I've done it. Like, here's the thing. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You can't fly directly to Green Bay. You, 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 you get a connecting flight into Appleton and then you rent a car. Mm. It's so expensive and time in, intensive to get there. And then when you get there, uh, you either can eat dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings or Outback Steakhouse. So it's not the most fun. Sorry, I'm, I'm not a snob. Green Bay, it's, like, it's not like going to Chicago. Chicago's an all, like a, a city yeah. of the world. So let's take Green Bay out of it. Minnesota's a lot. Minneapolis is a great city. It has all the food scene that Chicago has. It's a beautiful city. I love Minneapolis. So that's fun. Miami, love Miami. Right. It'll, be, it'll be warm when everything else is cold. But Buffalo, I've never been. So I, I, I'm not going to say right off the bat that I'm like down on Buffalo. But I've, I don't know. Never been to Buffalo. NFC South winner, though, that's intriguing because that could be New Orleans, which is one of my favorite trips. Atlanta's also fun. Charlotte's okay. Yeah. And what else you got? Tampa Bay. Never been. You never been? I'd love to go see Jesse Naylor, though. That'd be fun. Huh. You know, I, yeah, I don't think of it in terms of road trips. Because... New Orleans is so much fun. Food's great. I'm a New Orleans fan. But I, I, to me, I like judging cities on their food because I like going out to get a nice... Well, I'm not going there and spending that much time. Maybe I'll go around on a Saturday. But what I'll do is I'll go out to dinner. And in New Orleans, they have their, very, they have their own kind of food. You can't get it anywhere else like that. It's fun. Let's hit a couple more Super Chats before we go. Matt McEwen is back. And he says, we are starter heavy on offense. One injury hurts. Absolutely. This team is kind of top heavy. Um, but like I said, knock on wood or whatever the hell you want to knock on so far. So good. Uh, Terrell Thomas says, why is Juwan Jennings concussion protocol taking so long? Does defenses treat Kittle like Travis Kelsey? It's weird how he disappears in games. Is his value better as a blocker? All right. Well, you got your money's worth there, uh, Terrell. Okay. Jennings and the concussion protocol. Brain injuries are tricky. They don't necessarily all heal at the same rate. We don't know how serious the concussion was. So clearly it was a serious concussion. Uh, Do defenses treat Kittle like Travis? I mean, they're no. used differently. Travis is standing up like a slot receiver a lot. He's even flexed out like a wide receiver a lot. And he's the focal point of their passing game. Yes. Kittle is one of four. Still can't, nearly not the same. Yeah. I mean, they're just different. Weird how he disappears in games. Uh, I think Brock's just going to the open guy. And some defenses try to decide who they want to take away because they're not like the Browns or the Ravens where they can just match up. Like, okay, we're going to take away Kittle this week. Cool. You just got beat by Debo. Well, we're taking away Debo this week. Cool, you just got beat by Ayuk. It happens all the time. And the last thing he says is his value better as a blocker. It's not better as a blocker. I keep saying 
Blocking is still the second best thing that George Kittle does. He's incredible as a receiver, but it's more consistent as a blocker because he can be a great blocker on every single play, pass plays, run plays, whatever. As a receiver, there are some plays where the play is not going to be for him or maybe he'll be covered. His He can't consistently contribute as a receiver as much as he can as a blocker. That's the difference with Kittle. I don't think he's as good of a blocker as he was four years ago. Hot take. I think he's a better receiver now, but in 2019, him and McGlinchey on the right side with Mostert running, like they would create six, seven, eight yards for Mostert and he wouldn't get touched. He would just scoot right out of bounds. It was like that was an eight yard gain and Mostert just ran straight. Kittle would, Kittle and McGlinchey were incredible sealing off that edge. Now, nah, I don't think they, I mean, I don't think they not really have that in their offense anymore. Well, and the other thing too is Mostert was so fast. How long you got to hold your block for? You know, not that one. Not that one. it just looks so easy. It's the easiest six yard gain ever. He just ran straight out of bounds for six yards. It's not, it shouldn't be fair. Shouldn't be legal. Josh Wyatt says T.O. would be the number one red zone option on any all pro team in history. Brandon Ayuk has been the third or fourth red zone option every year. It's like comparing apples and orange spaceship. Uh, spaceship. Wait, is that true? Is he the fourth option in the red zone? I don't feel like that's true. And I bet if you look at targets in the red zone, he would be number one. I haven't targets. checked the red zone targets, uh, so I don't know. I don't think that's right. We need to get that. Hold on. You, I think you have to get like a subscription. If I had to guess, I would guess, I don't know. Kittle gets a lot of red. Brock targets Kittle in the red zone, which I love, by the way. Yeah, it's smart. Quarter of his career touchdown receptions just with Brock Purdy. That's how much Brock targets him in the, in the uh, red zone. I don't have those numbers. Do you have those numbers or do you have to? Uh... Uh, I'm looking them up, but I think I have to have a subscription to Pro Football Reference stat. Okay, hold on. No, I don't. No, yes, I do. Hold on. Targets. Make up your mind, Cone. Oh, wow. I can't get the full numbers, but I can see I have to get. Uh, McCaffrey has the team in targets in the red zone, then McCaffrey, then Kittle, then Ayuk. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't expect that. I did not expect that. Receptions. Who gets the most receptions, though? McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. Wow. Wow. I think Ayuk's going to touchdowns, though, after McCaffrey. I think that defenses are really focusing on Brandon Ayuk in the red zone. And so they're the Niners. Let me, let me try the low red zone between one and 10, the, the one and the 10. Cause I know they like to give Debo the ball outside the 10 yard line. Let me try the low red zone. I don't want to lose this debate yet. <laughs> McCaffrey one, Kittle two, Ayuk three, Debo four. Okay. All right. I lose. I lose. I lose. I will concede that Owens is far superior in the red zone. Ethan says Kyle turning into banana hands is my worry. Banana hands? I made that up. Oh, okay. It's because I used to say back when he was not getting it done with Jimmy Garoppolo that Kyle was coasting off his reputation. Like, who am I to say that? And that if he had any other last name, people wouldn't look at him as a genius. Like, if his last name was Banana Hands instead of... I, I think I've always seen from Jimmy Garoppolo this year, you owe an apology to Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> he was a wizard. He was a damn wizard. He was. He was. He really fooled uh, Josh McDaniels on that one. And the Raiders, the Raiders gave him $73 million. God. Seth Phillips says, what if the 49ers did a sim thing to the Patriots and take pay cuts in order to keep their squad together and win more championships? I don't know that keeping the squad together is necessarily the best way to win another championship. Like, don't forget the, get younger. the Buccaneers brought everybody back with Tom Brady. All 22 starters came back for the Buccaneers. They didn't win the Super Bowl again. I, I don't they need to get younger. Yeah. Don't run it back. 
And and I think I was thinking about this in the shower this morning because if the Niners win the Super Bowl, I think about the 49ers in the shower. I know I'm weird. If the Niners win the Super Bowl and Trent Williams retires, yes, their offensive line is going to take a hit. But it's very possible that the 49ers have a better offensive line next year. Overall, one to five. That is not an unrealistic expectation because I think there's so much room to improve at the other spots. Assuming Trent Williams comes back. He's going to come back. I don't know. I go back and forth. Sometimes it seems like when you saw him hug Brock Purdy in the locker room after that Washington game, like when they lock up the number one seat, he hugs Brock Purdy. Like, thank you God for giving me this awesome gift. It makes me think like, damn man, maybe he's really on fumes and he's trying to stick it out to get that ring till the end. And then sometimes when he talks, he's like, Oh, I got plenty left in the tank. I'm good. I'm going to fill up, you know, I'm going to fill my contract and all that stuff. Yeah. If he just walked away next year, that would sort of ruin everything. So it's kind of interesting. The Niners treat him like they give him the, the red carpet treatment. It, 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 they really, Hey man, Whatever you need, you 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 want two lockers? Take three. Hey, you, you want to you want to practice on Wednesdays? Forget Wednesdays. Just show up for the freaking game. We'll give you thirty million dollars a year. I don't see how you turn that down. I don't see how you say I need to retire at thirty six. Like, dude, you don't have to practice. They will take you at whatever you, however you want to do it. Yeah. So come get your thirty million. When you reach that level, yeah. you can do those things, right? Yeah. Like it's the old Jimmy. Yeah line there was a player for the cowboys that fell asleep in a team meeting and jimmy johnson cut him on the spot and they were like well what if emmett smith did that he was like i'd wake him up and continue the meeting <laughs> it's like oh yeah generally how it works yeah trent williams is under contract through 2026 yep if he i mean if he's gonna a lot of money he can leave on the table he has made a quarter of a billion dollars in the nfl before yeah. taxes wow before taxes yes there you go Yep. Trent Williams, all pro on the field and apparently all pro off the field. So there you go. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in. We appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe to both channels, the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel, the Grant Cohen YouTube channel. If you hit the little bell, you'll get notified every single time we go live, which, let's be honest, you want to know when we go live. You don't want to miss anything. The FOMO there is out of control. Grant, what do you have going on the rest of the day? Driving down to Santa Clara now. Gonna talk to the heroes, you know, my heroes. There goes my hero. That's what I sing as they walk into the room. Watch him as he goes. And then I'll drive back. Then I'll, you know, clean up around the house, lift some weights, do some chores, take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then got a show with Jesse at six o'clock. And then, and then it's me time. Oh God, I don't... Don't even tell me what that entails. I don't want to know what Grant Cohen does for me time. Uh, But everybody, again, like and subscribe to the channel. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you next week.